up, everybody? Welcome to Draft Chaff. This is episode number 162. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me, as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude? Are you, are you awake? <sighs> no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Our housekeeping. Um, if you're not running the Discord, do check that out. It's the best place to be to chat all things MTG. Say hi to us. We're always in there trying to uh, spark up conversation and, and respond to the different posts that you guys put in there. So definitely check that out. The link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. Huge, huge thanks to each and every one of our supporters over there. Perks include things like our Draft Doctor series, stickers, show notes, our pre-show recordings, and our Draft Chaff Hero cards signed by us and sent to you. And again, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash draft chef pod. All right. We're actually going to skip our crack draft type thing this week because we've got a live draft. I know, I know there's no new set out. There's no, well, anything really different, but we are doing a live draft and you'll see why in just a minute. But with that, yeah. it's very tibble. <laughs> ben, what's up? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so the first thing I said to Zach for this recording was it's I'm going on like hour 40 of being awake, I think, uh, with some kind of halfway naps in between. Not not ideal. Uh, I guess I'll start with my Teferi, which is that I just got back today an hour ago uh, from vacation in Colorado, which was an awesome time. Had a blast, went to a bunch of national parks, saw some really cool stuff, hung out with friends. It, it was great. Uh, now, the the Tivolt, which is a little more you know recent was that the last, I think I mentioned it last week, that like something always goes wrong with flying, right? Uh, it did big time where I was supposed to get back at like 1 a.m. I ended up having to sleep in the airport. It got delayed like six or seven times. The gate kept getting changed. So I had to go to multiple different gates and different trolley systems and uh, the tram car nonsense. And then I, finally, uh, they just canceled the flight entirely at like 2 a.m. And then we're like, well, that's what it is. So... Uh, <laughs> Took my nice $15 meal voucher and <laughs> went and got like a, a whiskey sour or something. No, an old fashioned. That's what it was. And I was like, all right, we're riding this one out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I literally just got back. I ended up with a wild sequence of transfers. And I was I was in Texas this morning for an hour, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm losing it. But um, I, I can't fall asleep in an airport with like the white fluorescent lights. And uh, I can't fall asleep on planes because I am too big for the seats. I'm like, for those that have never met me in person, I'm about six two. So uh, unless I decided to upgrade, which I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can never really, you know, relax on a plane. I'm kind of cramped in there. So yeah, it's uh well, it is what it is. And I'm not going to let that experience sour. It was an otherwise excellent trip. Uh, what's up with you? Yeah, actually, well, your your flying uh, comment actually reminded me of another. Well, maybe it's a stretch to call him a friend of the show, but I like to think of him as a friend of the show. We've had him on before. Another very tall person in the magic community, Marshall Sutcliffe. Um, oh, I just wanted to throw a shout out to him. I saw on Twitter that his mother was having some health issues, and so it's that mm -hmm. he's actually not at at um, Pro Tour Barcelona, the first Pro Tour he's missing since he started doing Pro Tours, and wow. um, just wanted to offer. If you're listening, you know, our condolences and, and, you know, we're thinking about you and your family. So hope she gets well soon. Um, for my Teferi, well, I'll start with my Tybalt. My Tybalt is, um, well, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. And <laughs> I was really hoping to see that opening night and just things didn't line up. So I haven't been able to do it. Uh, I really want to see that movie. So hopefully I can go see it soon. Um, I've actually been thinking about getting an AMC like Stubbs thing or a list, whatever mm. they call that just so yeah. I can watch it a couple times without actually paying full price. <laughs> <laughs> Might be worth it. Might be worth it. Also two weeks ago, this is kind of part of a Teferi, but two weeks ago mm, ish week and a half ago, the dark Knight turned 15. And if you're a long time listener to the show, you know that the dark Knight is my favorite movie ever. And it made me feel very old to realize that movie's 15, 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Anyway, um, my, my Teferi is, I've been having a lot of like interesting introspective thoughts lately there. Mm. I've got a big decision to make um, that I won't go into too much detail here about, but it's been, it's been one that is like, I can see in the future being kind of a pivotal decision about where my life ends up. Mm. And um, that leads to a lot of really cool introspective thoughts and discussions with yourself. And, and I'm learning a lot about myself in the process of trying to make a decision here. So um, yeah, that's, that's been really cool. Uh, growth is good. <laughs> yeah, growth is good. 
Always good stuff. Fill me in later on that. We don't have to, we can keep a secret from the listeners. (laughs) One or two. Um, All right. (laughs) On to our listener question of the week. This week, our question comes from Gus in the discord. And if you want your listener question answered on the show, jump into the discord, check out our listener questions channel. That's where you can find, um, that's where you can post your questions. We answer one every week on the show. So Gus asks, there's a lot of controversy about price with this latest master set. He's talking about commander masters. Is it getting close to the point that a printer is the right way to enjoy magic? Yeah. Great question. Um, I actually have a friend, um, who, uh, Matt, who I don't know if he's listening, but, uh, who, who, uh, kind of host the magic club at, at a school that I used to work at. And he prints literally everything, every single card and every single one of his decks is a proxy, including he, he will print out a proxy mountain and put it in front of an actual mountain just so that it's cons- consistent, uh, which I always thought was kind of funny. But uh, anyway, it's a great use, uh, great way to use up like old cards you have sitting around not doing anything with and uh, make sure they get love. Honestly, it works for him. You know, uh, it lets him play with thousand dollar modern decks with students that spill, I don't know, coffee on them or <laughs> Coke or, or whatever. So uh, it, it's cool to uh, be able to engage with magic through that specific lens. Like I, I, I think engaging strictly through a printer is a perfectly valid way to do it if that's what you're into. Um, that being said, there is something to actually, you know, having the collectibles and the game pieces in front of them. And honestly, printing all that stuff out is a lot of work. Um, then again, we're, we're kind of getting off the topic here. This, this set did have some controversy with it. Um, as far as the price point and then also there have been some things trending on Twitter about, uh, I think it's the ambassador program. I don't know. Some kind of program where Watsi was like sending out a bunch of free cards to some content creators that like maybe weren't overly critical of Watsi's business practices. Uh, I don't know. I think it's healthiest to stay as far away from such capital D discourse like that as possible. But uh, with all that stuff kind of wrapped up in one, um, I don't know. I, I don't like dipping my toes too into it, but I do think magic should be accessible to as many people as possible. And there's no reason for certain pieces of cardboard to be printed at a higher cost than others, especially without MSRP, right? Yeah, I think when they dropped the MSRP thing, it was like a little bit strange. Even with MSRP, it doesn't cost the company any more to print a Commander Master set than it does to print like Corset 2010, you know? Yeah. New printing, new borders and all that kind of stuff aside, it doesn't cost them any more to print one card versus another card. They're all Mm -hmm. cards. They're all printed on the same material. They may have a different design, but that's done on a computer and like the actual printing that comes out is computerized. So it shouldn't cost them any more to print one set over another, really. So them arbitrarily just saying like this, this set is worth more than another. mm, I'm not a huge fan of. I understand that like you know, inflation is a thing, but if you're going to do that, do it across the board, I guess, not with just random sets. Um, but they, they, Watsi in particular does seem to do it with cards that they expect to have much higher value in the secondary market. So we mm, really yeah. see this kind of stuff with master sets, things like you think like modern horizons, those sets tend to be more expensive. Commander masters tends to be more expensive. Um, any of these sort of like master sets that have reprints in them that are highly sought after, those always tend to be more expensive per pack than like a random standard set. And I'm not a huge fan of that. I think it's really silly. Whether that mean that price point means that just like in general, using a printer is the right way to enjoy magic. I don't know. Um, I'm a big fan of play the game, how you want to play it. I was actually just talking to Ben before the show about how I've found recently that I don't particularly care to play magic online and I've played in person and have a good time and that's fun. Um, but I haven't really found myself getting the same enjoyment out of it online as I, as I do in person. And so Mm -hmm. I may not play as much online. I think the same logic can be applied to should I print my cards or not? I mean, is it going to keep you from playing a game that you really enjoy to not print your cards and you're playing in casual settings? Sure. Print them. If you're going into a tournament and it's a sanctioned event and all that stuff, don't print cards. Do not play proxies (laughs) in those sort of settings that won't go over well. Um, but if, if printing your cards out is the way that you can enjoy magic, maybe you're a teacher who plays with kids who spill coffee on your cards and you want to play powerful decks and you want to show your students powerful decks and let them play with them as well. Yeah. Printing's a great way to do it. Um, I do actually think in some capacity printing cards is more expensive than buying them in that. I mean, that, that depends on how you value your time, right? Because like, like Ben mentioned, 
making proxies and actually setting up decks with proxies does take quite a bit of time, mm-hmm. especially commander decks uh, because there's so many more cards in them. But yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. Now, when it comes to drafting, I guess you could proxy like a cube or something and then draft a cube. But obviously, yeah. if you're trying, if you're pr- primarily a limited player and you're trying to draft sets, you're doing and you're doing that in person at a store, you're stuck paying the pack cost for the event. So that's another area where I just get kind of frustrated with pack costs going up because who does that hurt? I mean, everybody who wants to buy the singles and buy the cards that are, that Watsy thinks are going to be valuable in the secondary market are not impacting Watsy's bottom line because they're buying them in the secondary market. Mm-hmm. Really those pack and in- pack price increases affect drafters more than anybody in my, my eyes. So that's a little bit frustrating. I'll step off the soapbox now <laughs> onto our main topic. <laughs> This week, our main topic is what we're dubbing a delirium live draft. Ben already mentioned he's running on fumes right now. He's basically 40 hours without sleep. And we're going to stick him into a live draft and make him make all the decisions and see how it goes. So, I mean, I haven't touched magic in like two weeks. I've been gone on this vacation. It's been a blast. Um, I, I couldn't even really play magic if I wanted to. I, I, although I did stop by one really cool game store in uh, I think it was in Denver area uh, called The Wizard's Chest. Uh, it came out off of a recommendation from Twitter. It was it was a very cool place. Um, huge, massive like games and collectible store and uh, a, a giant underground like magic dungeon almost. Um, where like the main store was up top and you'd go down this huge set of stairs and then it wrapped around and there was this massive play area with uh, tons of stuff on the wall. It, it was very cool. Uh, Unfortunately, don't think I'll be getting the chance to draft there anytime soon, but uh, it was cool anyway. Anywho, uh, that means I don't know what's on Arena. I heard that there were some rotating ins and outs of different draft formats, and uh, look, I like Delirium. It's one of my favorite mechanics, so maybe I'll even try to achieve Delirium while I'm <laughs> while I'm drafting here. <laughs> maybe I get bonus points for uh, having four or more card types in the graveyard, right? Yeah, let's see what we've got. Okay, ooh, it looks like I was partway through a Lord of the Rings draft. Let me just see what was going on with that one. Uh, let me start recording, too. Let's see what this deck was. It looks like I'm... Oh, hold on. What did that say it was? Three, I'm one. currently 3 them 3-1 with a... Looks like a blue-black deck. I forgot I even drafted this. I guess I just forgot to finish this before I left. Good thing this <laughs> format didn't phase out. Ooh, this looks pretty good. Ooh, actually, hold on. Okay, okay. The Nimrodel Washer package. Yeah, that's a little wacky, but I have two Arwen's Gift. Um, that's it for scrying. No, I have... No, yeah, that's it. Uh, hmm. Okay, this one looks fine. I don't know how I'm 3-1 with this. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just like a good blue-black pile. Let me see what other draft formats there are right now. Because um, I, I thought I saw some stuff on Twitter about you know, maybe, maybe some slightly more interesting ones. Uh, let's see if there's anything else happening here. Can I still see limited? Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, Brothers War. All right. So we're doing a Brothers War draft, yeah? Yeah. Let's just fire Brothers War. I love this set. This set is, uh, I mean, Scrapwork Mutt, anybody? <laughs> Is the the good boy back in town? What else is in this set? Sounds there like was it. like this is the scrapwork stuff, yeah. And then how many sets ago was this? Didn't I didn't I win an arena? This was been playing just before this? one. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you did. Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I know this format? Um, red black. So you want oh, an arena it. open? Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So this is this was like the red black sack format. Um, yeah. Red black was good. Oh yeah, the Mardu colors were good. Blue green wasn't the best unless you could work into it well, or unless you had some kind of like the blue red artifact stuff going on. If I remember right, yeah, yeah I whatever. seem to remember just avoiding blue for pretty much the whole format. Yeah, I think green was the worst color, and then we had some of the prototype stuff. Yeah, no, I remember like red was Oh, and then though. yeah, and then we also had all the uh, schematic, whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah, all, the, all those things. I think they were schematics. Yeah. And like all but two of them were traps, right? Pretty much. Funny how a set that's only what two or three sets old can. You know, yeah, but two or three sets out. old is like almost a year ago. <laughs> oh so. yeah, that's actually a good point. All right, well we're in. Let's see what we got up first. We've got Razor Lash Transmigrant. Oh yeah, the two mana three one can't block. Yeah, that was a pretty good card. This lay down arms, the exile thing, arms races. I've seen people use it. That and Alloy Animus. Those are both junk though. Uh, chromatic star is pretty safe. Star. Yeah, recommission I liked. Uh, plant worker, giant growth. Oh, oh, overwhelming remorse. I remember this remorse card. Yeah, good. one less yeah. for each creature in your graveyard. Yeah, that one was just always good, right? Uh, Transmigrant so. was pretty good though. This was six mana and it cost. Well, it's never doing that, but you could pay six to bring it. But no, I think it's it's probably the. the I remorse, think remorse right? is just a safer pick. Yeah, there was another prototype it, card in there, but 
I don't think it was any yeah. good. Sculpting steel Sculpting is our steel. schematic I don't, here. You know, I don't actually think I ever got to play this one. It enters as a copy of any artifact on the battlefield. There's some pretty good artifacts in this set. Three mana clone, I don't know, a spotterthopter. I mean, a lot of things in here where, oh, wait. That, that notably also hits your opponent's stuff, too. Sculpting Steel yeah. can come in as anything on the battlefield. So Copy their uh, worm coil engine, right? Right. I remember Great Desert Prospector. This one was was kind of funny. You just made a million power stones, and this could trigger all your, like, super, your, like, artifact ETB things. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I'm kind of tempted. I mean, it's been a while. No, Tempt is sculpting in this <laughs> Let's see what sculpting still does. Ooh, this is good. Corrupt. Uh, this is the one that kind of wants you to play mono black. Right. Uh, yeah. Deals X for X number of swamps you have. I kind of want to grab that and just lean towards like a heavy black deck. Black was good in this set. It was. There's another recommission in this pack, which I remember being a pretty solid card as well. Disenchant, um, you can play one of for sure. Haywire might is good. Uh, Trench Stalker. If we can wheel that, I think that means we'll be doing what we want to be doing. What is this pick three? Let's see. A deck with two. Ooh, what is this? Uh, perilous Vault. Avoid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's perilous. Uh, Seems like a trap. Um, if we're trying to go colorless slash black, we can pick up some of the stuff like uh, the Combat Courier uh, and then maybe some of the other color fixers to like flash them back with Unearth. Get Infiltrator. That was the sack thing. Yeah. That was fine. Oh, oh, wait. My I remember being a big this fan. Was awesome. Was it? I don't think I played much with that one. Oh, yeah, no, you, you like this one. So this, you put on the statue. There's levitating statue, uh, which whenever you right. cast uh, something, you put a something on it. I, <laughs> I remember really liking it. Mean, it animates whenever you put a, whenever you cast an artifact, I think. Is that it? Yeah, that sounds so. about right. Uh, and then it gets like plus X plus X for X number. Uh, there was something to it. Uh, I remember thinking Mice's animation towards the end of the format. I was really high on it. Well, we just got awesome another one passed to us. I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm kind of in for that then. Pendragon Strongbull, another combat courier. Uh, the, fine. The, the animation can go on the courier. Animation, you just want to stick on like... I mean, it's it's in Soul Artifact, but it draws a card. Like, that's right. <laughs> it's pretty good. And uh, costs I don't a lot more. This does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was just like a weird draw spell. Uh, ooh, that's a late Arbalist Engineers. But there's a third Mightstones animation. <laughs> if this isn't uh, all right, we're we're, we're going in. <laughs> Let's Mono Mightstone animation. Mono Mightstone. Uh, now we get a bunch of blue green cards. Oh wait, Scrapwork Cohort. Cohort was really good. All the Scrapwork yeah, cards that. were phenomenal. So yeah, I'm not even gonna look at Scatter Ray was probably. Oh yeah, Artifact Creature. That's good, right? It's okay. I remember being a big fan of the Kajali Freelancer deck or whatever that's called, Free something. Or the Chain Dancer. The Chain Dancer. The Falaji Chain Dancer. I remember being a huge fan of that deck. Uh, it was very rare that the real, like the good one actually <laughs> came together, but um, yeah. I remember being a big fan. Green seems pretty open. That's a late Blanchwood armor. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's an armor that can get blown up by anything, but I think I want to cut blue. Eh. I don't think we have to, but... Stern Lesson. This thing makes a Power Stone. That's kind of good. You can... Oh, yeah, you, you want that. You Power Stone up with the... Um, you slap the animation on the power stone. Then this is a, a draw yeah. two and then make a four, four draw card. That's good. Arms race isn't for us. Dig site's not for us. Giant growth's not for us. The Gigamole was like, okay. I don't know. It feels yeah. like black's getting cut pretty hard. So yeah, I think we may so. end up in a weird blue deck here, but uh, you can sculpting steel copying nothing and then might stones animation it. That's <laughs> uh, you can, that's something. you can do. That's true. <laughs> we're, we're, we're working but with something here. Sculpting steel, sculpting steel, et being to be a scrapper cohort is not bad. I mean, it comes in with the the token anyway. I yeah, believe. we wield a spotter thopter. I think I would have rather wield the, uh, the the couriers, the little one ones that sack themselves. But uh, I don't know. We might pick some of those up. I'll take a spotter thopter. Oh, there's one. Uh, the combat courier. Oh, right. The the soldiers deck. I forgot about. It. Oh man, this is the blue white soldiers format. That's right. It's all flooding back. I'll just take combat courier. Um, yeah, right. You can sack the draw. Oh, we didn't get the second one. I thought that was one in this pack too. I don't think we're playing any of this junk. Take a infiltrator. That's like kind of playable. You can actually play that with the combat courier. Actually, hold on. There might be something there because when you unearth, they get sacked. No, they get exiled. Never mind. And they get exiled at end of end step. Okay, so right, you can unearth them, attack with them. I'll take a strong bull. The card's good. Maybe we open some busted blue or like red card and then a lot of them adept. Sure. We opened the stasis coffin. Uh, no. Next. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, oh, goblin blast runner. Oh, yeah, that's right. This little, this little funky guy. 
Uh, another remorse in this pack as well. There is, but another fourth Might Stones animation. Oh my gosh! Um, wow, I didn't even dude. think about it. it just oh took man, it. that's weird. My finger slipped. Uh-huh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, hold on. There's some action here. So we got passed in the trenches. Um, person to our left is not in white. Because that card's awesome. But this card is deep and white. Neither are we. Deep and white. <laughs> uh, yeah. But here's something. Third path iconoclast. Now I kind of wish I'd taken that. Uh, wait, this is, yeah, non-creature. Is my son's animation? Yep, that's not a creature. All right, we're in. <laughs> Blue, red it is. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, we've got an explosive excavation. Unleash shell. Unleash shell is fine. I remember that being okay. That's the five. Oh, this one makes a power stone, though. That's what we need for the animation. That's true. There's a rager. That's true. We could probably wheel... Oh, no, we're not really anything out of this pack. The rage will get taken and the shell will probably get taken. So we'll take the explosion. And uh, honestly, if we can get a second iconoclast. Okay, here we go. I think now we can take. There's one of the goblins. Yeah. The blast I think. Runner. Yeah. I just remember you, you're just always able to sack random stuff in this set sometimes. Like this deck wants like three combat couriers uh, to just sack a bunch of random nonsense. Oh, we have the Pentagon Strongbolt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and right. There's the. um. The, the research desk, Urza's, or Mises, yeah, yeah. research desk. Yeah, okay. This is looking like a blue-red sack artifact go wide, then go tall with animation deck. <laughs> oh, this is so weird. So that's a couple vectors there. Um, <laughs> not very tight. <laughs> Speaking of not Door very to tight. <laughs> Door to nothingness, which we literally mm. will never get to activate. We could cast it, <laughs> but we would never activate it. It's not uncastable. Uh, yeah, probably just another Blast Runner, right? I think people may have forgotten how, how good this is. Uh, oh, that's not like the mono red card. Juggernaut, I remember being pretty solid. What does this do again? You sack a thing and make, no. Uh, oh, I remember Emergency Web was good, but we're not really looking to play black here. We're not getting there on Corrupt, and the Get Infiltrator was just kind of mid anyway. Overwhelming Remorse, we can splash. Maybe splash I think I'll take the Juggernaut. Juggernaut or maybe the Wings. Those aren't yeah. awesome. Can you equip, huh. a, if a creature is an artifact creature that's also an equipment, can it equip itself? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how I've never asked this question before, but <laughs> I'm not sure what the ruling is. I don't that. think it can. I don't know. Like if you might stones animation and equipment, can that equipment equip oh, itself because it's now oh. a creature? I bet it would let you activate it. It just wouldn't do anything. I, I don't know. I feel like it would do that. There's nothing in this pack. I'm going to take a Scrapsmith and hope to not have to play it. Uh, oh, another Courier. Nice. Maybe the Latin I'm gonna, gonna, is interesting. Oh, nice. Get in there, buddy. <laughs> we wield the, the Blast uh, That's number three. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this deck isn't good. <laughs> but you're nah, somehow going to trophy with it. <laughs> this, this, deck is, this deck is awesome. <laughs> this deck is great. Look, there's five mana. Oh, wait. This was the destroy. Oh, yeah, the destroy. Is pretty good. Yeah, destroy an artifact, right? And then if it was tiny draw a card, yeah. Uh, so you can cycle it on a power stone or better combat quarter when they can't sack it. It's kind of no, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. No, Ooh, it's the not. rager came back. I mean, I guess you could play a rager in this deck, and then maybe we wind up with an evolving wilds and like one swamp for the overwhelming remorse and the and the rager. That'd be kind of good. Yeah. And like right now, our only blue is. All right, the, the curve here is a little, <laughs> a little silly. This deck is really weird. We need a lot more twos. Yeah, this deck would Definitely actually play. Twos. I think it was like a Falaji archaeologist. It's like an O four, and you self mill a bunch um, to like dump the the scrap works and the uh, the courier in the graveyard, even the juggernaut. And then we have animation. Does this thing make artifacts? Oh, good. The, it does. the, the third path makes artifacts. <laughs> Just checking. Um, There's another um, race to the ground, which I don't think we want. You can maybe take the Colossus, but it probably doesn't get played. This is best of three. I don't know. I'll no. take the raise. Uh, oh, disrespectful we to door nothingness. nothingness. All right. Let's get that back where it belongs in the main. In, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right the dredging Claws doesn't do anything. Uh, nothing. Yeah, All right. Pack classes. three. Oh, boy. Oh, ooh. Okay. Hold on. Oh, boy. So we got Sword of the Meek and Temporal Anchor. This thing I remember was good, but sometimes you just kill yourself with it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it like draws you three cards a turn, but it was kind of slow. And then Sword of the Meek was uh, whatever. One, one really turns. more for the soldier's deck than anything. Oh, yeah. This is like a combo piece. I don't think that's anything for us. Um, we don't need Heavyweight Demolisher. Uh, 
Peck is pretty weird for us. I would have taken the anchor as well. Honestly, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot there that was exciting. Okay, oh, man. this rare, oh, man. rare in this pack, I like, but I know a lot of people said it was garbage. With uh, the lodestone? I actually, no, the other one. Oh, the Simeon? The, yeah, the Simeon Simulacrum. This is funny. We have a uh, we have a bunch of four threes in this or overstated X threes. There's a X5 five three lodestone yeah. golem, but I think iconoclast is. The oh, picture. there's another iconoclast. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it. I, I would love to take the simulacrum here, the Simeon, but I think the iconoclast is it. No, iconoclast is definitely correct. Yeah, yeah. Double iconoclast kind of is going to make this deck tick. Oh, there's the archaeologist I was talking about. Ooh, but wait, we could spring leaf drum. Oh, and then once you're done with it, you can Mightstone's animation, the Springleaf drum. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we yeah. Oh <laughs> We're doing gosh. it. Dude, look. So it costs one. You can just. Yeah, no, oh, I get it. On. What's going on? <laughs> oh, bone saw? Don't even. <laughs> you tell me this that's isn't a, playable? Isn't, no, that's a, that's a, a scrapper cohort. Yeah, what are you there's doing? A, oh, yeah, there's a cohort. There's a cohort. But if we wheel bone saw and play. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what does this thing do again? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, this pack doesn't really have much nothing. at all for us. We're looking like at a like a Pendragon strong, Pen- strong Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that I, that and might make the nonsense. cut. I don't know if we want to play black. I don't know if we need it. I, I think we're just going to kill our opponent with a million tokens. How else are you going to activate that door to nothingness? Oh, <laughs> good call. Uh, oh, man, the corrupt. Another corrupt. That's weird. And a cohort. Maybe white was... So, so we have to play That's a white a sword somehow. Cohort. Oh, wait, hold on. What am I What am I doing? Springleaf drum is a... Get back in here, door to nothingness. We're just going to take a bunch more oh, springleaf drums. <laughs> yeah, cohort's in. Uh, wow, fourth okay. cohort. Wow, these are running oh, yeah, really late. Do you think I could... Yeah, this is pick seven. Do you think I could take an E-Wilds and wheel, and wheel this cohort? I, I feel like this deck is going to want an E-Wilds. Like for, for um, planes I think we need or... the... E- I think we need the first E-Wilds more than the fourth cohort. So <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Really care if we wheel it. <laughs> I mean, even Temporal Anchor, this is triple blue. Like, we don't have to play this. No, and yeah, we I mean, probably we can, don't. But we probably yeah. don't end up playing that. But I mean, can we play Fracture Power Fracture now? was good. With E-Wilds yeah, like, and Springleaf Drum, we maybe can. This deck and is we're already going to try to flash black the Razor. I think Fracture is going to... I think Fracture is good. Like, think about it. With Third Path Iconoclast and uh, the Combat Couriers, there's... Oh, and the Scrapwork Cohorts, there's a million things to fling. This is a this is a, this is is a a dumb one, though. <laughs> this is a really loose deck that you're somehow going to trophy with. Oh, and Sculpting Steel can copy any of this junk? Yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, oh, if you really want to kill yourself, wait. you can Temporal Anchor Sculpting <laughs> Steel copy Temporal Anchor. Wait, this, oh, that's a legend, legend, isn't it? Dang it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. Up the gem count with the Sword of the Meek. Sword of the Meek. Uh, what is this? 30 cards? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> with the weirdest curve ever. I remember liking the Dragon Engine. That card was fine. I mean, you play it as a three-mana 1-3 flyer that has fire breathing. That's like, that's better than a Scrapsmith. Uh, is it better than a... Strong Bulls might be good with all these Iconoclasts. Uh, we got back a yeah. desync, an Archaeologist. We did wheel the Archaeologist. Cut. I feel like Juggernaut's even better than these. I remember liking Juggernaut a lot. Uh, up the gem count with Takazia. Yeah, I don't think we're playing anything else in the rest of this draft. So no, yeah, okay. This is we're a deck. Dredges. This <laughs> is a deck <laughs> for the listener. Uh, if you're, you know, uh, because we we clearly didn't stick to our usual uh, describing cards and the names, the the number pack and pick number for uh, very long there. Um, we ended up with a bunch of hot garbage that Ben's going to trophy with, <laughs> and we've got a really weird curve right now, but we're looking at like eight cuts here. Uh, well, it's certainly not going to be one of the four Mightstones animations because, you know, how else am I supposed to utilize my Springleaf drop in the lake? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I have it. I have it. Uh, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to Mightstones animation, the temporal anchor, and then mm, sculpting steel the... No, I thought I had something here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. No, wait, you can... No. Can you sculpting steel... <laughs> you you hmm. just can't. This deck just can't. So if you sculpting steel a prototype, it comes in as the small version, right? I believe so. Yeah, it keeps its abilities and types. Okay, that's a little annoying. Goblin Blast Runner. Am I sacking things? I have two Strong Bulls. I have two Couriers. You're going to make a bunch of... Uh, well, we've got quite a few non-creatures, but... Um, 
So the Iconoclast will make a bunch of 1-1s that you can sack to things. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I think the Strong Bulls will be big for this vector. And I, I don't like cutting the Blast Runners because they are just pretty good with the Springleaf Drum too. Maybe Scatteray is off vector. I don't feel like I want to counterspell in this deck. It doesn't make a Power Stun, does it? No. Um, could I Might Sun's Animation a Door to Nothingness? I can. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, oh wait, no, this is it. This is it. Yeah, your, I can five, kill my your nine mana four four draw card is just gorgeous. Well, actually, you're down a card <laughs> from the two of them. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> so, so hear me out. You can kill with Door to Nothingness in this deck. Uh, you might stun animation on the Door to Nothingness and then just beat them down with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay 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 hold on time to get time to get serious um is this deck playing black that's not happening you're both uh probably like, not we can we can unearth with the with the drums i don't know that we actually want to maybe we play one swamp just i don't, know, I don't know if this deck access cares. With evolving wilds uh, yeah but actually, i don't know that we play remorse or fracture but like that's kind of our only removal <laughs> besides the one uh the that's one explosion true. and the rays which hardly counts. Uh, I don't think Temporal Anchor is actually good. Uh, let's see. I think Spotathopter is kind of junk. Dragon Engine might also be kind of junk. This isn't like a hardcore. Yeah, no, hold on. Dragon Engine is junk. We're not trying to ramp with Power Stones in this deck. Like we're, we're trying. This isn't like the red green deck that could do that. Like even the blue green deck. Um, we're trying to like be low, make a bunch of tokens. All right, look, even even with no sleep, I'm still whipping out Vector Theory here. We're, we're going to make a, something out of this pile. Uh, I think the Rager can go. We're not really self-milling, and we don't really want to draw the card and lose the life. I remember Rager was disappointing. Um, we don't need all these lands either. <laughs> no, I guess not. I'm just starting to cut just lands. Just get rid of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> ten, ten lands should do it. Look, I'm going to cut one island because we have pretty good mana here. Uh, and then we only need one planes because then that's three white sources for no actual white cards. Just the flashbacks and the scrapbook yeah. cohorts. That seems good. And then, so three swamps. No, I can go down to two because that's one, two, three sources with the Evolving Wilds, four with the Springleaf Drum for two black cards, which actually are good. We well, could probably fine. cut one Blast Runner, too. Yeah. Three of them. I don't, I yeah. don't think we need three of them. Yeah, then we got a lot of non creatures. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, but the non creatures pair well with the Iconoclast. That's true. Yeah, and, and you can't you can't Might Stone's animation of a Blast Runner. So no. So what, what good are they? <laughs> I, no, actually, hold on. Blast Runner was just really busted. I think there's probably like a, a junker in here. It was busted in the right deck. I don't know if this is that deck though. Uh, yeah, Power Stone Fracture procs it. Both Strong Bulls proc it repeatedly. Combat Courier procs it repeatedly. Um, I think that's it. I don't but know. Like, what else do we cut? It's not lesson. one of them. No. Stern lesson. lesson little, little, one card draw spell is fine. So what does sculpting still do in this deck? It copies. Who are you playing against? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Because really, it's not doing anything in our deck. It's it's pretty much just like, oh, your opponent, my opponent played a worm coil engine. I guess that's mine now. Thanks. Well, no, this is funny. I, I'm actually too. hoping my opponent plays a worm coil now. No, this is fine. It, it copies the front half of a juggernaut or a cohort or a. I guess. Oh, does it come is, in oh, with no, the ETB effect? Uh, yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, it does. you may okay. have it enter as so. Yeah, no, this is actually fixing. It's a, it's a three mana mana rock because it becomes a springleaf drum. Right, so we're good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Gosh. There's got to be a there's got to be a bad card in here somewhere. I don't think it's one of the blast runners though. I feel like those can just get in for so much damage. Um, maybe it's the rays. We need removal. Uh, maybe it's a juggernaut. No, that's a, that's a good finisher. But do we need it? I don't. No, I don't know that actually. we do. I thought my suit's animation was our finisher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I, I I think you're right. I think it is Blast Runner. All right. So uh, from the top, we've got two Combat Couriers, two Blast Runners, and a Springleaf Drum as our one drops. We've got two Third Path Iconoclasts, which uh, hopefully everything after our three drop slot is a lot of non-creature spells. That's kind of what we want to do here. Uh, and a Power Stone Fracture uh, off, off the uh, Black Splash. We've got a Stern Lesson, Excavation Explosion, two Pentagon Strong Bulls, a Raise to the Ground, and a Sculpting Steel as threes. We've got three scrapwork cohorts. We could have had a fourth, but uh, we took the E-Wilds over it, which I, I'm happy with. We, we didn't wield the uh, cohort, but I doubt we would have wielded E-Wilds either. Uh, the star of the show, four Mightstones animation, which is going to be incredible. Oh, wait, hold on. I can cut Stern Lesson, right? No, it makes I a mean, Power Stone. That's good for the Juggernaut. Never mind. Um, 
four Might Stones animation, and then one Overwhelming Remorse and two Juggernauts as the five drops. Lands are a little funky. No, I think it's funny. That splash for, for Overwhelming Remorse, I think that, like, that should be the titular card for the deck. <laughs> <laughs> this deck is overwhelming remorse. Uh, you know what? I I blame the uh, Denver International Airport for, for what's happened here today. <laughs> if anyone should have remorse, it's it's them. Uh, lands, we've got one plains, two swamps, six islands, six mountains, and an E-Wilds. Now, the one plains and the E-Wilds and the Springleaf Drum and the Sculpting Steel uh, are going to be our white package to activate the, uh, the Unearth on the Scrapwork Cohorts. And the two swamps, E-Wilds, and everything else I just said are going to cast the uh, Power Stone Fracture and Overwhelming Remorse. Neither of which needs to be cast early. So uh, I'm okay with just having three and a half and a half-ish uh, black sources. <laughs> <laughs> that makes four, actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, three no, this deck's awesome. I'm going to go seven, two with this deck. <laughs> Just I am. I, I already, I called it early. I know you're trophying with this deck and I'm going <laughs> to cry myself to sleep because I could never do that. And somehow you're going to take this hot pile of garbage running on 40 hours of sleep. Uh, 40 hours without sleep and uh, just go ahead and trophy with this thing. Yep. That, that sounds about it. <laughs> Sounds like uh, for for the right. record, you absolutely could trophy with this deck. It's uh, these types of piles in this set were actually a little better than they looked. I think this one's going to need to be a lot better than it looks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's our draft. Thanks, thanks for that. We do we're not we're not done. We do have a little bit of some potpourri topics we want to talk about. Just a couple of things to kind of race through since it has been a couple of weeks since Ben and I have gotten to really catch up on magic news, and of course, there pretty much always is that these days. So, uh, Ben, why don't we just start from the top here? Yeah, we uh, we got to fire the draft shaft cube. That's always fun. Um, so it, it was the draft shaft cube. You know, for those who don't know, it is the official cube of the draft shaft podcast. Uh, it's all your favorite drafts and chaff all, all rolled into one. Everything you love about drafting, everything you love about uh, chaffing, chafing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go to bed. Just we should just end it here. Go to bed. <laughs> Not that won't leave me alone. Get out of here, man. Uh, anywho, so the, this uh, draft shaft cube, it was great. Uh, it was taken down by pessimistic corn from the discord. Uh, shout out for that. Well done. Uh, beating me in the finals, which, you know, that's always, uh, it's always fun to do. I got, I got to imagine. <laughs> um, Any, uh, I, I didn't get to make this one. What were the highlights draft like deck wise and, and any, any more comments on the, the format? Yeah. So overall happy with it. I actually played a solid black green spiders deck. It was super spiders i had every payoff uh it did exactly what i wanted it to and i, I wasn't disappointed at all it, it had good matchups it had bad matchups um the good matchups were everything but red white uh the bad matchups were <laughs> red white and uh, there are actually two <laughs> two and a half i think red white decks this draft which was funny because when we drafted it the first time there were no red white decks it was under drafted in that one um Whereas this time there were, there were two and both are very good. Um, Tyler pessimistic corn did take down the day with a very good red, white heroic deck, uh, which I was pretty happy to see in the spotlight. Um, it, it was, it was unbeatable. Uh, and my deck was geared towards, it, it, I mean, it was butts. I was playing like five mana, like five eights with like gain five ETBs and make a bunch of tokens, but I just could not stabilize the heroic deck really just ran it over. Um, now, there was a quirk in the other red-white deck. It wasn't red-white heroic. Turns out one of our cards was maybe even a little busted for the draft shaft cube. There was some feedback going around uh, about the card Hymn of the Wilds. It's a conspiracy. Uh, it's a mythic one, too. Uh, it says uh, it's one of those weird ones that you start with in the command zone. It says the first creature spell you cast each turn costs one less to cast. And you can't cast instant or sorcery spells. Seems like a big drawback for some people. Uh, those that love casting, you know, removal or pump spells or things of that nature. But it uh, turns out if you put a deck full of like two to three drop creatures, some of which have flash because there's a white uh, flash sub theme. Uh, and then you just put a bunch of like auras in the deck because this does not forbid auras, removal auras or, you know, buffing auras, um, umbras and... Uh, Skyblades, boons, stuff like that. Uh, it's a scary deck. And uh, th there was talk that it may even be too scary. So we may actually have the first card removed from the draft shaft cube uh, on uh, power level. 
given that it seemed to create a pretty unfun play pattern. I did watch a deck between this, uh, a match between this red-white deck uh, with Him of the Wilds versus Green-White Twin, a good version of the deck too, drafted well. And uh, it, it, it was just too fast, you know? Um, I mean, the, the, the opponent basically started with a mox in play, right? When all their stuff cost one less, um, I don't know. Yeah. When you play Vintage Cube, you know, starting with the Mox and play is good. So Him of the Wilds, it may actually be too good. I, I get why now. The conspiracies, they were created for four-player games, right? So if one person in a four-player game starts dumping a few too many creatures, everyone kind of starts looking at them and maybe killing some of their stuff, bringing them back down to a balance. Whereas uh, in 1v1, this can't be interacted with. You, you can't O-ring the Mox or something or disenchant it. So... Uh, I don't know. This one I'm going to look at suspiciously. Although I will say my Spiders deck did beat the Hymn of the Wilds red-white deck. So, you know. maybe, maybe More data points needed, but that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, also, that same day, as part of this uh, kind of draft weekend, we drafted a Baldur's Gate, which was the other Commander Legends, Commander Legends, Battle for Baldur's Gate, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, Dungeons and nope. Rings. Well, um, sort of that last one. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I actually had a really, really good blue-red dragons deck. And this would have been, you know, this one was right after your heart. I had, like, counter spells and red. Red was super open uh, going around. I took a bunch of red rares and just never looked back. And um, it, it went pretty well from there. Uh, sniped a lightning bolt in early in pack one and just drafted a bunch. And I, I took a, what's the green mythic dragon where you roll a d20 and you put, like, that many plus one, plus one counters on copper or brass, whatever it is. Mm, uh, probably copper would be my guess, but I don't actually know the set very well. So yeah, whatever it was. So um, that was, you know, going around. I took that and I was thinking, oh, Teamer Dragons is actually a vector in this set. Like Teamer has some really good ramp stuff and some dragons payoffs. And I called it in pack it two. Neither, by the way. Oh, okay. I called it in pack two and I was thinking, all right, if anyone happens, I said this to the table, I announced it. I was like, if anyone happens to open Miram Sentinel Worm or whatever that thing is, it is a Teamer Dragon legend. I was like, all right, I kind of need someone to open a very particular three color legend for my deck to work. And people were starting to like throw out guesses. And I was like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And then lo and behold, pack three, someone goes, was it Teamer Dragons? <laughs> and I'm kind of like, looking suspiciously like mm, no i don't know maybe maybe not i would like that card though uh, <laughs> give it <laughs> unfortunately the card was opened uh two to my left so it basically had to make it all the way around the table and it didn't and someone else did end up playing teamer dragons and their deck was pretty good too but um my response to this was well, now that I don't get to play Team of Dragons, I'm just going to make it everyone else's problem. Like, I'm just going to go full aggro. I, I built a mono red deck at first. Mono red commander. <laughs> uh, okay. I ended up having to dip into blue just for playables. Um, but it was mostly just mono red, you know, just wipe the table. Uh, I ended up winning the event. Uh, the last spell cast in the game, uh, I cast a fireball for 10. X equals 10, killing two different players. Uh, and nice. that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it was, it was a very cool little deck. Um, Blue Red Dragons has some fun action to it. But it really got me excited for, for Commander Masters. Yeah, well, uh, as we mentioned, I think in the pre-show, uh, Ben and I are going to be doing Commander Masters, well, basically the day of this episode coming out. Yeah. Um, assuming you can get some sleep and actually uh, <laughs> get there on time. But we'll give that a go. Uh, should be really fun. Hopefully we open some really... Nice uh, cards. I mean, the, the set is wild. There's some, it seems like there's some really good stuff in the set and some stuff that I'm very excited about. So um, we'll see. I don't actually really know what I'm hoping to play going into it. It's not really a good way to approach a draft anyway, but it is uh, it is draft for what they're calling release weekend. It's not, or the launch event, I think. It's, it's not like a traditional mm -hmm. pre-release, but uh, we'll go, we'll draft, and then it's four-player. You play one game and... That's it. Um, but it should be a good time. I have good news, too. Uh, I, I was double checking the rules. And I actually at the airport last night during one of my hours, I went and reviewed the whole set. And I, I think I do know what you want to open um, because there can be multiple rares in a pack. And I think there's one legend guaranteed, at least in every pack. Uh, I'm pretty sure you want to open Azusa. What's the? Excuse that me. would be a good one. Yeah, Azusa That's and uh, Kozilek. Green. 
Yes, I definitely want a Kozilek. Um, not, I mean, the two of them in one deck would be incredible. Uh, oh, but, but here's just, the thing. I, I just want a Kozilek, period. Y- I know. You can, though, because in this set, uh, you can partner any mono color commanders. Oh. Yeah. Did it not it know really that. changes things. And that includes colorless. So do with that what you will. Wow. Yeah, uh, okay. You can wow. still do the normal stuff. And there, there's some that actually have partner on them. Like there's some that, you know, the uncommons that actually have partner. But like Rishkar Pima Renegade, uh, the two and a green, two, two ETB put a counters on stuff and they tap for mana. Um, anything with a counter on it rather taps for mana. That's an uncommon. So you could just oh, pair wow. that with some like big red. There's like red dragons in this set. Like I think like Varix Bladewing is in this. Just make like a giant. <laughs> there's there's some cool stuff. I'm very excited to crack packs of the set. Uh, also, it seems like some pretty exciting stuff. Like, there's Avacyn in this set. Like big angel Avacyn, the, the good one, the indestructible one. <laughs> My girl, one I gotta you- get her. <laughs> Spend way too much money trying to open and never did. And look, I'm going to open her pack one, pick one. You'll see. Anyway, very excited for that draft. A couple of the things coming up this weekend that are uh, pretty exciting. There's a Pioneer RCQ. I'm still kind of going for some of these RCQs as there's some other folks in the Discord and uh, surrounding communities. So good luck to everyone jamming that. I will be on Mono White Humans as usual. Uh, hopefully making a couple tweaks to curb stomp the rise of Mono Green and Black Red Sack. Don't really know how I'm going to be Black Red Sack as a White Weenies deck, but we'll find a way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, also, this weekend is the Modern Pro Tour, which is kind of cool. Uh, we don't get those that often. Good to give Modern some love. Uh, I wish I got to play more Modern. I, I don't think the tournaments come up too often, but if there was a Modern RC, I'd probably hit that up. Actually, my ooh, my, my Black White Scam deck, it probably could use four copies of Orcish Bowmaster. I've been saying that thing needs like a good value two drop for a while, like a good fair on color two drop. Honestly, Bowmasters is quickly becoming a four of in many modern decks. So might be it, including potentially a breakout deck of the weekend, uh, Orcish Flump Masters. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Orcish Flump remind Masters. Us, it's- remind, remind the listener what Flump does. <laughs> Gladly. So uh, Flump was a card that you passed in uh, Adventures of Forgotten Realms. You, the listener, you passed it because it was unplayable. Well, it it was funny. It wasn't totally unplayable. It was one of the white. It was an 04 jellyfish uh, at rare with defender and flying. And whenever it is dealt damage, you and target opponent each draw a card. So the funny little interaction with Orchid's Bowmasters, which says whenever your opponent draws a card, it deals one damage to any target and you amass orcs one. Uh, so what happens here is the moment these two are on the battlefield together, if you target your own flump with your orcish bowmasters, uh, it is dealt damage. You and your opponent each draw a card, and you can then have that one card draw from your opponent, proc the orcish bowmasters again, which hits the flump again. And it does it over and over again. You can't kill your opponent with this damage uh, because you have to keep hitting the flump. But what you can do is draw them out of their deck. So uh, the, the key is if you play like a 62 or 63 or 64 card deck, uh, you can just Orcish Bowmasters them out of the game. Uh, so then the question nice. is, do you play around this by bringing a 70 card deck to a modern pro tour? Is, is it correct? I don't know. I'm excited to see what the pros do to play around this. I think like Saffron Olive might have dabbled with this, uh, this little combo or maybe someone else discovered it. Uh, I saw it just floating around magic Twitter. Uh, honestly, I hope it shows up on, on, you know, the Twitch streams for the, <laughs> the pro tour. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. What you may do is just like bring your whole sideboard in. Yeah, honestly, just against to, uh, this deck. And then, and then you're, you know, you're at 75, I guess if they also bring their whole sideboard <laughs> in, then you're kind of screwed. That's funny. But yeah, I mean, I suppose that's, that's one way you can approach a problem like this. Otherwise, the modern meta looks pretty interesting. You know, it, it's Rakdos Scam, the five color Omnath decks featuring the one ring, um, Living Ends, uh, I think Tron and Burn and other stuff still see play. Oh, Yogmoth Hospital got a got a bump thanks to Delighted Halfling. Um, There's probably like a Hammer Time deck. I don't know. <laughs> it's modern, you know. It, it's a good old format. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, maybe, maybe some little innovations here and there. Um, I feel like we haven't really focused on modern in a while, but it is one of the best. And last but not least here, uh, Explorer Anthology 3 came out, which I learned when I opened Arena today for the first time in two weeks. Uh, I found out that Titan Primetime is on here now, is it? Or is that just something else? No, it is. Yeah, okay. That's uh, 
That's pretty good. World Spine Worm is on here. A bunch of random charms. Voice of Resurgence. Uh, I always wished I could play this in my little kid Obzon deck, but it was like $25 and I couldn't afford it. So that was a, <laughs> a throwback to when I had a, a nice solid little kid Obzon deck that I, I did make some decent results with in, in like early college. Uh, Deathrite Shaman is on here, <clears throat> but fetches aren't. So, I mean, some. I'll probably put this in my Gitrog deck. Obzon like Ghost Council, I guess for those degenerate EDH players. Uh, a quarter's shield. This one got some hate online. Zach mentioned before the show that maybe this is like a Cheerios plant, but like you know, a deck that requires a lot of like zero mana artifacts and then paradoxical outcome to like draw your whole deck and gain infinite life with uh, Aetherflux Reservoir and stuff like that. I, I don't know if there's enough other zero cost artifacts on Arena to make it happen. No, there might not be yet, but it may be something, like I said, like a plant, like they're just hinting at it coming in the future with like maybe the next anthology or something of that nature. I don't really know. Otherwise, I can't really understand why they put this in here and used a card slot for it. But yeah, kind of goofy. Speaking of which, what is Thespian Stage doing here? There's no Dark Depths, the combo with it. Yep, no idea. (laughs) All right, well... uh if you listener know a good land to copy with uh, <laughs> Thespian Stage, like, comment, and subscribe, and let us know in the Discord. Not too tired to forget that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, that about does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Do check out the Discord if you haven't already. Again, the link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draftshaftpod. Thanks, folks, and we'll catch you next week. All right, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, I'm pleased to report that the gnat that has been you know, driving me nuts this entire recording seems to have flown directly into the, 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 con- the condensation from my smoothie uh, and just died. <laughs> nice. So that, that's good. Uh, that's taken care of. The other thing that I'm pleased to report is that I'm seeing the Barbie movie tomorrow, followed shortly okay. by the Oppenheimer movie. Uh, so you're going full Barbenheimer. <laughs> Yep, I am very excited. Uh, I may have to split it up. I, I, I'm still working out some time with some friends. I am doing Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer.